If you are an estate agent, letting agent, or someone who wants to know what's happening in the UK property market, then this show, the UK Property Market Stat Show, is for you. Today, I'm joined by Ian McKenzie. We'll come to him in a second. And we, as, a, as this week's special guest, and we're here to talk about exactly what's happening in the UK property market. For those of you who have not watched the UK Property Market Stat Show, this stat show looks at stats that no other index or show looks at. Your Halifax, your Nationwide, your Lamb Registry figures are looking at stats from sales that were agreed three, six, even the Lamb Registry nine months ago. And if we're judging our opinions and decisions on what's happening in the property market by those very stats, wouldn't it be wonderful if we could get hold of those stats in advance? Well, you can, because the UK Property Market Stat Show looks at the top end of the funnel. What's coming on the market? What's being reduced? What's selling? Because by knowing that information, we can know what's going to happen um, down the line with those other metrics. So today I'm joined again by someone who's absolutely massive in the game, Ian McKenzie. He used to be big in the game when it comes to Countrywide, which were the biggest estate agency chain by Country Mile. And subsequently, they've been bought out by Connells. But when they were forced to be reckoned with, Ian was huge in the game in the South um, and now runs the Guild of Professional Estate Agents, who are a group of organization of 800 independent estate agents who have come together to help and guide each other. And Ian is their leader. And what Ian doesn't know about estate agency isn't worth knowing. Ian, thanks for joining me today on week 28 of the UK Property Market Stat Show. How are you, my friend? Yeah, very well indeed. And always a pleasure to be here, Chris. Thank you for asking. Uh, it is absolutely marvellous that you are here and your insight is invaluable to the boys and girls in UK estate agency land. So uh, let's crack on because no one's come to listen to our banter. And we're dealing with week 28 of the UK property market, which is Monday the 10th of July to Sunday the 16th of July, inclusive. And we are looking at the stats. So shall we dive straight in, mate, on week 28 and see absolutely. what we see what it's all about so we're starting off with uh listings and in terms of the listings this week uh we are listing presently this week at 34,682 but we're starting off with this graph here just so we can compare Pink is this year, and then orange dots is 19, blue dots is 18, and 2017. We're going to flick between the different uh, listings, graphs, and charts here. What's your thoughts on this one, Ian? Starting to see evidence of the last couple of weeks of your show where we talk about a buyer's or seller's market, and um, the supply and demand curve looks like it's starting to, ch to change. In headline, supply and demand. So effectively, there's more stock coming to the market and it's looking like, as always, and I've said this on the last show, as always, it's always the next few weeks that sort of are the important pattern. But uh, very definitely look like it looks like the stock is up. Stock isn't the issue in the marketplace. Yeah. Anyone who, use, who uses the excuse of a lack of stock, they're pretty short sighted, aren't they? Wouldn't you say? It does depend on with all of these things, you're looking at the macro in terms of the UK position. And so there is always variances. One of the things that the Guild has taught me is that uh, micro markets behave very differently. And so if you are an agent watching this and you're thinking, well, crikey, I, I must be doing something wrong because there's no stock 
coming on with me. The first thing is to go and look at your localized marketplace and understand the facts of your local marketplace. So um, it, it, it's a very broad ranging sweeping statement to say, if you haven't got stock, you've got a problem um, or you are the problem. It might well be that those are your local conditions, but certainly if that is the trend locally, I wouldn't worry too much about it because there will be stock coming to the market. It's just grading that stock, which we'll talk about uh, in a moment. Well, just to give you an idea of the present stock on the market, we ended the end of June with 638,909 properties for sale. We started the year on 530,000. OK, yeah. so we've got an uplift there of 100,000 or just around 20 percent. Interestingly, if you compare June of last year, because we haven't got all the July figures in because we have to wait for July to finish to come through. So remember, this year we're on six, 638,000. Last year, 449,000 in June 22. And interestingly, 464,000 in 21. So the, the, the stock is out there. You're absolutely right. Let's come back. The The level of stock is, seems to be hovering around that um, around that. Um, let's just pull up the stats around that 34. I mean, just to give you an idea, 34,000. Let's just actually just 34,600 this week, 34,300 the week before, 34,200, 36,000, 36, 37. And then we had the bank holiday ups and downs. Um, let's just go back and get ourselves back on this. Hold on. There we go. Zoom. You know, all good stuff. Right. Um, let's get back. Okay. Cumulative listings to date were on 922,000, which is very comparable to 18 and 19. Again, 21 and 22 were much smaller years, uh, but obviously more saleability. And then in 20, obviously, we had those missing two months, which um, you can see there. Again, yeah. any thoughts on this? Again, the same thing. It looks like that there's more stock coming to the market. You have to work that stock. Absolutely. It's about where there's, there, there is no prizes in necessarily listing a house that's over the overvalued and with a low fee don't celebrate the wrong things but um, there is enough opportunity for you to challenge the way that you're delivering your valuations uh, and hone your skills in the new marketplace that we find ourselves in the average listing price four hundred and thirty six thousand pounds on a long-term average for the for the year of four hundred and thirty four thousand so and that figure really has remained very tight somewhere between 4 460 and 420 and it's been hovering around that fourth mid 300 for 430s mid um just again, to give you an idea of the number of listings this week, as I said, we said 34,682. And that is this week in pure isolation compared to the other weeks going back to 2017. Again, all much of a muchness. I mean, again, in 2020, 40,000. But again, we had a lot of pent up demand and memory serves me well. Um, stamp duty had been announced or was about to be announced. So that's yeah. probably why there's a hell of a lot of properties on there. Any comments on more listings before we move on and talk about price changes? Not really. No, covered, covered it really. Good stuff. Okay. So um, let's go and have a look at the price changes. And the average price of a property being changed this week is 423. Last week it was 421, 429 the week before, and 426 the week before that. Um, and then this is week 28 in isolation. We're going to be, again, very, you know, hate to be boring here, but very similar to the weeks before. 
uh, just to give, again, just to give you, just to remind the viewers on this, the average price of a property coming on the market, 436, the average price being reduced, 423. So there's not much difference there. The big difference is the properties that are actually selling are much lower in price. Hmm. Um, now, this is a new graph for you, for you, Ian. Um, the, this is the number of properties in the state agent sales pipeline. And this is a new, a brand new absolute graph that's come this week. Um, and at this moment in time, we have 420,783 properties. This was at the end of June. I know it says May there, which just doesn't, we didn't have enough space to put that in. Yeah. But that is the number of properties that are in the state agent sales pipelines at this moment in time. Does that yeah. surprise you that we are at much higher levels? Now, the yellows are all the Junes. So, I, so we can compare like with like. I think there's I mean, a lot. It, 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 it's a lot. And that's exactly what I'm hearing from the coalface. Um, but unfortunately, the pipelines are inflated for all the wrong reasons. Uh, because the transactional volume time is taking so long to go through. That's part, that is part of the problem. And that's part of the, the issue that sellers buyers and estate agents are all suffering from the same curse which is 150 days whatever the average is i know that it's dropped just a little bit in the in the last month or so but it's taking such a long time from sale agreed to completion so that's reflective of that figure i find it fascinating that it's very cyclical and goes up and down you know in like a metronome you know fascinating how different markets and we still get the up and the down and the up and the down of the seasonality Let's move on and talk about gross sales. And again, this is the number of gross sales in, on a week-by-week -week basis. Just to give you an idea of the numbers that we've sold this week, 21,610. Mm. And compared to week 28 of all the other years, that is quite low. It is. It is reflecting of the fact that we are starting to, without question, uh, go into a, a new marketplace. For the, for the 20 weeks of this year, you can probably watch the videos where we, where you and myself and other colleagues were saying, it's okay, the headline activity is okay, hold your nerve, it's all going to be okay, and it's bucking the trend. I think we're now starting to see the evidence of the transition into a, um, a buyer's marketplace wholeheartedly because of the media influence, because of interest rates, and because of the cost of living. I mean, to give you a, to give you an idea, the average number of sales per week in February, March, April, and May was an average of twenty three thousand one hundred and eighty one. What's the what's the average number in the last five weeks? Twenty two thousand seven hundred and forty six. Yeah, I mean, isn't Chris, that, isn't that isn't isn't that interesting that it feels Yes, yeah, the numbers in the last few weeks have been dropping off. But I think what we've had, if you look at the stats, let me show you, and we're going to come to this in a second, Ian, and please, everyone, I'm not a happy valley, everything's going to be rosy. This is going to be really hard work for estate agents at the moment. You're going to have to start earning your corn soon. Um, and I say that humbly and nicely, but let's be honest, Ian, estate agents, as long as you've listed it, it will have sold, wouldn't it? But yeah, we're, we're looking... We're looking at this line here, okay, which is line number nine. I know, yeah. and you can you can download this from YouTube. You go to YouTube and look in the description. There is a link that you can download if you can't if the if the resolution isn't brilliant. 
And the magic thing is this, look, look, okay, we've we've been used to 24, look, here we are, week 16, which is end, uh, April, 24, 26,000, 26,000, 26,000, which was uh, middle of May. So we're down at 21,000 sales and it feels, doesn't feel good, does it? Hmm. But then if you actually, let's ignore the first two, you know, well, yeah. ignore the first week because that will drag the number down. Well, actually, yeah. no, come on. there you go. Up until the June, the average, like we said, 22,206. Yeah. The average yeah. last week, 22,746. It is. So we've got all of this media um, hype about cost of living and interest rates and mortgage rates, etc. Um, it's also worth stating that um, I think it was in March or April of this year, it was announced that for the first time ever in the UK, 50% of homeowners had no mortgage whatsoever. So actually, you, it's about knowing your customer and knowing their strengths and knowing their weaknesses and actually identifying their needs. Absolutely right. I mean, um, I published some information the other day where basically I think we said uh, first time buyers mortgage payments have gone from on a, an average of somewhere around 28% up to the late 30s. And again, should should we be worried about that? Yes, we should, until we remember that, that the average mortgage payment of a first-time buyer in 1989 was 48%. Right. Now, yeah. people are going to say, well, the world has changed. There's no mobile phones. There are no Sky TV packages and things like that. But at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter what's happening to interest payments. It doesn't really matter what's happening to house prices. The simple fact is people make a judgment on how much can I afford out of my monthly budget, my household yeah. income on mortgages. And, and these stats are from the nationwide. They're not made up by some voodoo person. It's tough out there and it's a whole lot tougher than it was. But you estate agents need to go and go and look and look at what's been happening in the past, because the best way to tell the future is to look at the past and it's and reflect on that and give great information about, well, yeah, it's tough, but this is what happened in the past and we got through this. I mean, in, in the past, there was a alternative, because if you didn't want to buy and pay a higher mortgage rate, you could go and rent and it was cheaper. Yes. And in today's world, it isn't cheaper to rent. So actually, the decision to purchase a property has to be part emotional, but but part um, part financial. Because do you want to pay rent that is effectively wasted money from a house purchase perspective, or actually invest invest in a commodity that history shows has actually got the opportunity for capital appreciation? And that's you know that's some of the decisions that customers need to make, and that's certainly some of the words that agents should be using when. A customer is thinking of changing their mind. In, indeed, knowledge is power. So, you know, find this information out and talk to those of us with grey hair or not no. so much. <laughs> okay. Um, so, again, number of gross sales. Um, uh, let's look at, but to the sales. So, again, notice a slight uptick. Um, yeah. But interestingly, when you look at the 2017, where, you know, the sales did drop off the face of the earth. In, I don't know what happened in week 20. Yeah, maybe an election? In 2017. Need to go and check, to go and check the dates. Uh, when was the election? There could have been an election. I don't know. We'll have to, we, we're live now, so I don't know if there was an election in 17. Oh, I don't know. There's more elections than you could shake a stick out. Um, accumulative gross sales to date. 
624,476, which again is, you know, if we're comparing ourselves to 21 and 22, not very good. But if we're comparing ourselves to 17, 18 and 19, well, we're in the mix there, aren't we? Okay, it's nearer 17 than it is 18 and yeah. 19. My concern with gross sales is that it's a game of swap net, and I've always called it swap net. It's where you've had a sale agreed, it falls through after 10, 11 weeks worth of transaction, and then you re-agree it again. So actually, all you've done is extend the time frame that your seller is going to move, your customer's going to move, and then you bank your commission for the work that you've already done. Well, we just had news in from senior management. Miss senior management, was there an election? There was an election. Where oh, you there you go. There you go. It's amazing. I tell you what, senior management, Mrs. Watkin was, was there saving the day. Thank you very much, senior management. She's actually known by my clients as senior management, not Mrs. Watkin. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Right. Um, the average asking price of a property sale agreed, 361. Let's just go on that. This, is, this, this, this will intrigue you. Here we go. Here we go. So the, this is it. This week, the average price of a property selling, 361. The average price of a property coming on the market, £436,000. Big difference there. So it, many... it is, but again, I'm less worried about that particular one because of the fact that that is a macro. That's the UK stat, which includes London, large conurbations, etc. Yeah, London does. We're going to look at the regional figures. London yeah. does screw these up. It's interesting. Outer London, they're very, very similar. Yeah. Just, but again, just be aware of what's selling in your market, boys yeah. and girls of a state agency. Right. OK, so the number of properties sold this week, 21,000, which doesn't feel a lot. But when you compare it, I think with that, that look a little bit better. But it, yeah. it's going in the right direction. But who knows what's going to happen next week? Now, this is really interesting, Ian. I look at the stats on a daily basis and the vast majority of stats take place on a Thursday and Friday. Okay. I don't know if you've uh, anecdotally you've ever spotted that, but I would say 60 to 65% of the sales take place from on Thursday, Friday and Saturday. You also need to look at the corporate reporting timelines. And I know that's ridiculous, but we had a weekend on a Wednesday evening in, back in the days in Countrywide. And so the figures would jump on a Tuesday evening because everything would get put into repeat. There you go, eh? Pull throughs. Now, yeah. a lot of people, a lot of agents talk about pull throughs at the moment. So what I've done is I've actually looked at the raw numbers and the percentage of pull uh, throughs compared to uh, said agreed on a week by week basis. So you can see on this graph here on the right hand side, on the green line, that the number of fall throughs is around the, the 6,300, 6,400 mark, which is quite a lot because we, we were used to hovering around that 5,000 region in, yeah. in, in the spring. But just have a quick look at Q3 at the back end of last year. And it was 7,000, 8,000. Look, look at it, it was knocking on the door of nine. I know we had that little dip at Christmas, but you'd expect that because everyone goes on holiday. But I think everything, you know, I think it's like it's called reticular vision, Ian. You know, if you decide you want to buy yourself a BMW, all you all of a sudden you'll see BMWs on the road. Yeah. Um, you know, we estate agents are naturally expect a certain level of price reductions, but when it almost the store that breaks the camel's back, now all of a sudden we become sensitive to everything. I mean. Just have a quick look at this graph. This is the percentage. So this is total number of sales 
in a week. And then the, the number of fall throughs from the from the chain, you know, from your pipeline as a yeah. percentage. So if you put if you sold 10 houses this week and three from your uh, pipeline fell through, that's that's a 30 percent sale fall through rate. Is it an ideal measurement? No, but I don't I don't think of any I can't think of any other measurements. Mm -hmm. So, again, ignoring that 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 spike, which is the Christmas spike, which will screw the figures up again. We were at 40 percent in Q Q4. And yeah. we're, now, we're hovering around the 29 mark. The 40% in Q4 is the problem that most agents are experiencing today because they had increased fall throughs because of trustonomics. They then re-agreed the sales that we've seen on the previous slide that the sales activity started quite well. But the revenue and the customers wanting to move are only actually just starting to move now. And that that is part of the that is part of the problem. The, the concern to me of the fall throughs that have happened in the last two or three weeks, again, linked to interest rate rise and general demeanor of the marketplace or perception of the marketplace, is that if they are sales that have been long standing sales, you still haven't got paid the bang for your buck for, from sales work that you did in January and February and March of this year. And that's where it's, that's where it's hurting. And for me, this, this area now is the most important area in a state agency. So um, Ian White a couple of weeks ago talked about um, getting the best person to save sales. I completely agree with him. Ban the title branch manager, ban it. Change it to branch leader. Um, so any business out there that's got a branch manager, go and go and change your business cards or your email footer and branch leader and go and show people how to do things. And one of the philosophies that I had many years ago was that a saved sale is worth two new ones. So actually celebrate the right things. And that's the world that we're now in, is a saved sale is worth two ones, uh, two new ones. The, the ideal scenario is, again, just another expression, clearing the runway. Deliver all of you things that you can in the very early stages to take the problem away before it arises. So that thinking about um, reports that you get on day of instruction to help, to help the surveyor talking about comparables when the surveyor comes to collect the key. And you might say, yeah, and that's old fashioned. They don't collect keys anymore. I would make sure that they do come to collect the key from me. Because again, it's just areas of control, control the controllables. I want to get that surveyor into my office, even if it annoys him, to make sure I can talk about the comparables, the activity, and hand him a pack of all of the comparables, digitally email it to him, et cetera. You do modern, old traditional values and modern techniques all at the same time to help support your evidence to get the valuation through. Old school and new school, but the bottom line is this, you do, you're keeping us the sale together. And I think that's where estate agents earn their money. Yeah, you can. it's been easy to sell it, but can you keep the sale together? And that's... And that's Completely right. And the other thing to really start focusing on all the way through the all the way through the transaction is stop fixating on on price. Um, and this is a message to sellers and to estate agents. Don't fixate on price because price is ego and pride. Fixate on the difference between the price you sell at and the price you buy at. And if prices are drifting slightly, the gap is because most people do go up market is getting smaller and again estate agents work out if someone is saying i need half a million actually work out what it's going to cost them for wait for the prices to come back up just for some ego price because they've got it fixated in their head our job is to move people your job is to advise people let's yeah. move back 
Yep, let's move back. Okay, so percentage fall through is, as I said, for the last three or four weeks, we've broken through that 25% barrier. We broke through on the 12th of June, and we've been running at 25, 27, 27, 30, and we're back down to 29 this week, which is which is good. And we'll have a look at the regional figures on the fall through rates as well. Uh, number of sales falling through this week, 6,350, like we said, which is, again, slightly higher than the, the, the running uh, monthly average, weekly average, which is 5,275 which results in net sales. And this particular graph shows me that net sales are coming in at 15,000. Um, yeah, it's not brilliant, is it? That's that's the um, most concerning slide in the entire pack, which altered net, net sales are, are what, what it's all about. I mean, I'm, I've, I've, I said a month ago, and I'm saying now, I'm calling 885,000 transactions. Yeah. Uh, when you're considering last year 1.2 million, that means that you are going to uh, earn 25% less on transaction numbers. So if you're not pulling your fees up by 25%, you are going to earn less if you have if you exchange on the same number of properties. Yeah. Accumulative uh, net sales um, we're at 476 at the moment, and again that number we're slightly over the half year mark, but most of the sales do are. Uh, a back end heavy in the UK, so we're run at ninety two. That was as high as ninety five percent as an average of the seventeen, eighteen, and nineteen figures. Again, anything you want to add to that before we move on? No, I mean, like I said, I've said it, um, earlier on that the data is showing that the market conditions have shifted, and now it's time. If you haven't already shifted your behaviour, uh, it's not too late. But if you leave it a couple of weeks, it probably will be. So it's time to change, time to wake up and smell the coffee. And um, something has to change in, in terms of your process. Um, you've got to uh, deliver the correct market valuation, market uh, appraisal, whichever you call it. I call them market appraisals. You've got to obtain the right fee absolutely categorically. So do, um, do business owners know how much it costs to run their business? And do they, do they know how much it actually costs to list a house? So why would you go and um, sell something for a loss? doesn't make any sense. You've got to know your worth and you've got to be able to articulate what you bring to the table in terms of a different offering to the to the consumer. And in a marketplace that's, that's got volatility, be, partly because of circumstance and partly because of media manipulation, then you need to be the calm, reassuring voice of knowledge and professionalism that makes that person choose you. Exceptional as always, exceptional as always. Um, right, let's move on and have a look at the regional stats. Okay, so we've already had a look at the national stats, which again you can download. So remember, the the thing here is you can see the graphs. I'm assuming in, yeah, is that yes, okay? Yes, I can. Yeah, thank you. I can see colours. So, I can't see letters. Very good. So remember, these can be downloaded for your own personal use off YouTube, uh, ladies and gentlemen uh green is good red is bad okay and when it's it's red compared to the rest of the year so you can quite clearly see here that in terms of the east midlands is that price changes are good but in terms of uh, the new instructions been hovering around that two and a half thousand mark price um fall throughs are high but let's just i think the percentages are the important thing here 
um, you can see here we were hovering around the early 20s and we're now hovering around the late 20s in terms of fall through rates. But interestingly, if we look at the fall through rates in the east, east of England, they're much higher at around the mid 30s. Well, yeah. that was interesting that there's a slight difference. Let's go and look at London and the fall through. There is a, just before we do, Chris, there is, of course, always an opportunity with fall throughs because uh, depending upon the circumstance of the seller, there's an opportunity to go and get a very motivated customer. So if they're not on your books, if it's a fall through from yourself, what is your retention policy and what's your strategy to relaunch? If it's another agent's stock, depending on whether you prospect or don't as a business, you can go and help that customer. It shocks me how many estate agents, you know, there's plenty of software out there. I know the Guild, you have software that enables us to do this. There are other uh, software platforms out there. Street is um, is is one that, that does that. Spectre, that basically right. spots the sale fall-throughs. And then there's obviously 28. They have their own uh, yeah. as well, uh, platform as well that allows you to send letters to people. And, and is it unprofessional to go and knock on the door, Ian? I think it's, it depends on the way in which you deliver the um, deliver the message. If it's respectful and polite, and um, uh, I don't think so. But that has to be down to the individual business owner and how they wish to run their company. Indeed. Um, let's move on and look at inner London and northeast. And again, you can see that the fall throughs are slightly higher. Uh, but again, interesting. I like to just take a step back and look at the tonality of the colours, and it's interesting yeah. that 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 the everywhere the numbers are grow you know are higher in the last few weeks it's not as if london is doing anything different fall through yeah. rates are around the mid 30s but the fall through rates in the northeast are around the mid 20s which is quite nice to see mm. but again interesting that the tone does is very similar just shout up if there's anything fall throughs are going high in north northwest outer london and again the uh, for those of you the um, the percentage difference between listing price and sale price which we talked about earlier which Ian says you shouldn't be too worried about but be aware of that's in the black here and again just look at london quite tight but then if if outer london so inner london is um s e s w w n w w than that one e and s e and then everything else is basically everything up to the m25 Right. So London is Can you that. go back to the could you go back to the northeast for me, please, if that's possible? There you go. There you go. Um, the bit that concerns me about this one is the average pricing, uh, and so it's just and knowing because I know the, the members there, there are there are fee wars going on in those locations where agents are charging 0.75 percent at an average sale price of that. You can't afford to do it. So if you haven't got a minimum fee structure, that's definitely one of the things I would be thinking of in this marketplace. I'd be thinking about a fixed fee structure in this marketplace. Um, and I definitely wouldn't be competing with the uh, lower end uh, fee agents, unless, of course, it's your strategy to sell, to stack them high and sell them cheap. Um, but I would very definitely be thinking about how much it costs me to list per property and to sell it. I just wanted to make that point again. Thank you, Ian. Um, Scotland's a law to itself. So we'll just, you know, bless you, uh, north of the border. Southeast, again, sell fall throughs of around the, the mid, low 30s. Again, we have got some guild members in Scotland, Chris, and they're actually talking about fall throughs for the first time. So with the missives, you make an offer and it's binding subject to finance. Um, but actually, as you can see, the colour red there on the fall throughs, agents, a couple of the guild members there have said, actually, if, you know, for it never happens, but it is starting to happen. 
well, you can see there the average is around 250, 260. And at the start of the year, it was around 170. Yeah. Again, it all adds up there. Southeast, again, just very similar to the to the um to, to the outer London. Southwest, very similar to Southeast there. And Wales. Again, fall through rates, you can see they're all growing. Yeah. West Midlands, again, West Midlands fall through seem to be going quite high. Uh, although interestingly. Um, in terms of working their stock, not so great there, guys. I think you could probably pull your finger out slightly. I say that nicely with love and respect. Um, and Yorkshire and Humberside seem to be doing quite well with their price reductions, but fall through rates also seem to be high and creeping, knocking on the door. You know, if you look here, they were in the late teens and now we're knocking on the door of 30. That looks quite high for Yorkshire. Okay. Um, these graphs here, we won't spend too long on here, but those of you who are data geeks, you, these are just the, these are just different metrics looking at the different areas of the UK. Um, if you're really into your geekery and data, then you can have a look at those. They're all available to download off um, YouTube. Um, any more comments before we go on and focus on the town or city that we're going to this week? No, that's good. Thank you. Good stuff. Right. So this week we are going to the metropolis, which is Wigan in the northwest. I don't know if you know that. I do. Yeah, I do know Wigan. Yeah. Good stuff. Right then. So um, we, for the purposes of the, the data, you should be able to see something that's that's uh, black, uh, sorry, grey and orange. Can you see that, Ian? Yeah, I can. Uh, no, it's actually it's just on the report screen. OK, let's have a look. Hold on. There we go. Yeah, that's it. Lovely. That's what we wanted. No, so, it's back on the reports. It's back on the reports screen again. Can you see the that's report? The one. Yeah, the one. right. Okay, well, we'll come to that in a second. So, for the purposes of this this uh, exercise, um, firstly, Ian, do you have any? So we can all declare. Do you have any clients in the guild in Wigan? No, we don't. We've got a vacancy. So, depending upon this, I might uh, we might make make contact with somebody. Good stuff. Um, I do not have. Uh, any clients in Wigan either so just we'll just declare that as well uh, although I do know a number of the estate agents in Wigan so uh, should we dive in and have a look okay so for the purposes of this we're using the 20EA Insights platform all the stats that we've used so far have come from the 20EA Insights platform this is their national one which the, the large estate agents have and you can have this for your own town so what I'm about to show you now is 20EA Insights it's my words, right move plus on steroids with rockets attached to it with lasers and glitter balls added. It's just amazing. OK, I'm going to stress to you, I'm not being paid by 20EA to uh, to to mention this or, or do I get any commission? I think we all know that by now on week 28. But I have to say that because this might be the first week someone's seen it. But you, if you're interested in getting these stats for your own town, do contact 20EA for the, and talk to them. They have lots of different packages the insights platform is the one that we're looking at today. So we are going to kick off and let us just have a look. And the first thing we are looking at is um, Sully Wigan. So for the purposes of this, we are looking at the postcodes WN1 to WN6. OK, and we're looking at the number of new instructions since uh, we'll do the last two years. And we're just going to have a look. So remember the 203. Let's have a look at the number of new instructions. And um, I think, yeah, number of new instructions uh, and, and their market share. And then we can have a look at that. OK, so first off, we're going to start off with breaking code. So remember 203. 
and Breaking Co have uh, their average price is 186,800, which means that they are must deal with the lower to middle end market to have an asking an average price of 20 10% lower than the average. Um, and looking at their market share in uh, in the summer of 21, they were around the 25 mark, and it looks like that their market share has been dropping. Ian, I'm just going to keep talking until you jump in, okay? okay. All right. Let's go and look at Reagan and Hallworth 261. So they obviously deal with the posh end, okay? Yeah. Their market share seems to be hovering around the 10 or 11% mark. So again, quite nice there. Uh, Boren and Shaw, they 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 look like bottom th bottom quartile, um, yeah. bottom third with a 261. Their market share seems to have been drifting slightly from around the 8, 7 or 8% to somewhere around the 5 or 6%. Interesting there. Okay. Let's go and look at Alan Bat. Growing market share of around 5 or 6%. And now... And interesting, Chris, at... So, uh, Brakeley & Co. losing market share. They're gaining market share at the, roughly the same price point. Yes. So it'd be very interesting to know what Alan Bat are doing yeah. to, to, to generate more business whilst Breaking & Co. They seem to be drifting. I don't know what, as I said. Um, I do know Louise and I do know Alan. Um, but as I said, not clients. But and um, Right, MHL. Let's go and have a look at what MHL are doing. Oh, they seem to be drifting as well. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, with one eight one eight two figure, let's go and look at Arnold's two seven five. So it looks like Arnold and Phillips again. Looks like they're in competition with Boren or Borens and Shaw. Yeah. No, who's the posh ones? Oh yeah, Regan and Hallworth seem to be posh. Yeah. They obviously must go back to back with Arnold. Let's go and look at Ashton's two hundred one. So they're an average middle of the road agent. Yeah. Purple Briggs, a new agent. I don't know if you've heard of them, Ian. They. Okay. Not recently, not recently, no. Bubbling along, there you go. Sapphire Homes, again, middle of the road. Kelrick Properties, again, um, slightly lower, lower, lower to mid quartile area. Um, so it's yeah. all to pay for in that town, really, isn't it? I mean, um, obviously, Brakeley and Co have had substantial market share, still doing very well at sixteen percent. Um, although off the peak, they may know the reasons for that, uh, but all to play for in that town. I mean, interestingly, there if we now look at the source of the contract ratios since since the sixth of July, their yeah. uh, twenty one, their market share has been dropping, but probably not as great as the new instructions, which obviously yeah. shows that they might probably sell more of what they put on the market. Which again, yeah. you know, it's nothing not a bad thing, is it? But it still is dropping. Let's just have a quick look at Reagan, Regan's, Boren's. There you go. Oh dear, guys, um, Alan Bat. Well done on Alan. Again, just um, ignore July because again, it's we're only starting through the month. And then Arnold Phillips, again. Oh, there you go. Very, there is going to be a link. Obviously, if listings are down, then sales are going to be down. Let's move on and look at the number of the stock levels. So, Breaking Co. Have, this is the stock of houses on the market at any one time. So, there's obviously going to be a direct link between new listings. And but let's just look at pure hard stock. And again, it looks like Breaking Co. were around 18% at the moment. They're only just about to hit through 10%. Regan's, they're dropping. Boren's, average, uh, middle of the road. Um, Alan Bat's agent's growing. MHL, dropping. Arnold, all over the place. Oh. Sapphires, again. Oh. Yeah, okay. Well, it looks like Ashton's are doing well. Well done, Ashton's. 
Okay, let's move on and uh, let's have a look at this. Now, um, this is a, this is a, this is, let's have a quick look at uh, this. So we'll start off with the listings. Okay. And this, so we're talking July 22 to yeah. July 23. Yeah. And the number of listings that have come on the market in that July to July is 3.74% less yeah. July 21 to July 22. And it's quite obvious here that Alan Bat seemed to be pulling up trees here. Well done, uh, Alan Bat. State agents at 25%. Arnold yeah. at 23 Purple Bricks, that good to see some growth from Purple Bricks. New estate agents in town. I don't know if you've come across them, Ian. Uh, I've heard great things about them. Sorry, let's see what they are. Um, Belvoir seemed to be pulling their tricks up. But again, Breaking Co. Lose. Ah, here we go. Look, Alan Bat 25, yeah. Breaking Co. down 20. exactly what we just identified, wasn't it? It's almost you knew this information before. I can tell you, well, which, which in uh, fairness, I didn't though. <laughs> um, interestingly, if we actually have a look, this particular bit, the bit in the middle with the little uh, planets, just shows you. So you've got number of instructions on the on on the horizontal, and then on the vertical, you've got the average price. So you can see break, seeing the movement. So yeah, interesting. There you go. So it looks like um, rate. Um, Reagan's have gone up, haven't they? Which we yeah. can see here. Yeah, that up eight percent. Breaking code drops to twenty-four. Um, yeah, well done, guys. And then you can see Alan Bat moving up. There. Alan Phillips, you can see moving quite substantially, can't you? Yes, very much so. Price and volume. Okay, so these these are the this is the this is the magic bit. And again, I'm I love this graph. And I think yeah. if 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 you're an estate agent and you're looking for proof why you're worth two percent as opposed to the opposition offering. Uh, say one percent then if there's one graph out there that is just absolutely amazing it's this so i want you yeah. to totally ignore i know ian you've been through this but just humor me on this one will you mate all right just i know you know this okay but for the boys and girls out there that don't know this i want you to totally ignore new instruction new instruction market share source of the contract source of the contract percentage and i want you to ignore fall throughs and price changes okay totally ignore that i just want you to look at exchanges and withdrawals if you think about it, the only reason a property will leave an estate agent is with it, either exchanges or withdrawals. You can't, you've got to admit that that is it. Those are the only two reasons, isn't there? Absolutely yeah. right. Yeah. So therefore, for for every agent, for every 100 houses that Breaking Co. put on the market, they will get moved 69.62% of people mm -hmm. and 30% of people will be unlucky and don't move. Yeah. Reagan and Hallworth, 78. Alan Bat at 80. Well done, Alan Bat. Yeah. Boren and Shaw, 66. Arnold and Phillips, 82. Um, Ashton, 75. Purple Bricks, 82. I mean, these are some big numbers. 66% of the houses that have come on the market this year in Wigan in the last 12 months have, have exchanged. Uh, sorry, every, sorry, let me rephrase that. Out, in the last 12 months, out of all the properties that have left estate agents' books, yeah, 66.7% have actually exchanged and completed, which is really good when you consider that the national average is near a 50, 50, 53 at the moment. It is. And, and it's been around 50 for as long as I can remember. On, a, on an annual on an annualized average. I you yeah. know, if you want to again, business last, planning, year, last year we were up at six, we were in around 65 last year. Not surprising. Yeah. Not surprising. Look at the market conditions. But if you want to know how many listings you need next year, work out what you want to bank, divide it by your average fee, 
um, and that will give you the number of units you need to complete and then double it and that's how many instructions you need easy to say simple to say but putting it into action again i think we're all guilty of working too close to the coal face and not taking a step yeah. back so uh big well done there um for those agents there's some big numbers in there you need to be really really impressed with that yeah. um but again you know let's move on and now look at now this is another favorite graph of mine and again you could take this to these to the homeowner's house and say look this is independent proof that i'm a better estate agent let's let's come back to this one okay mm -hmm. so on this particular graph on this particular screen if every agent put the same house on the market, what would they achieve for it? Okay, so what they've done is this, is that 20 EA Insights have looked at all the 582 properties that Brakey have put on, all the 453 houses that Reagan have put on, and so on and so forth, mm -hmm. and applied an automated valuation model to that property, a figure, like a Valpal figure, like yeah. to that property. What they have then done is then seen initially, what have you put it on the market for? And this is this shows you what what agents have put the market on. So therefore, Breaking Co. have put the asking price one point three percent above what they think their property is worth. So the yeah. the bigger the number here, the, the more that you would say that this is overvaluing. Okay, there's yeah. going to be a small element to allow for negotiation, but you know you've got some big numbers here from a, a Adobe. A, a, is that Adobe? Yes, two point three percent. But again. Yeah. That is quite interesting. Here is, is that again? Look at Arnold and Phillips. They're quite they're they're putting their properties really close, so they're putting it tight. Um, and then the price achieved for the properties. So again, look at this. The one that sticks out like here, yeah. Alan Max Estate Agents. They are getting two point seven eight percent over the average asking price in the last year. Yeah. So if you put all that together, the bottom line is this. If I mean in the top ten estate agents, the one that sticks out like a dirty great big sore thumb has to be Alan Bat. So, if Alan in the last year, if a, Alan Bat put a house on the market with the same house, Alan Bat estate agents would get two hundred and seven. Whilst Breaking Co would be two hundred and one, Reagan and Hall with two hundred and two, Borrens two hundred, Arnold yeah. two hundred one, Ashton's two hundred and two. So, if I was Alan Bat and I was getting some. Uh, uh you know, I was saying my fee is say, I don't know, one and a half percent, and yep. the agent was one percent, and there's a 500 pound difference. You could quite clearly say, Mrs. Miggins, you might have to pay me 500 pounds more, but I will get you four and a half thousand pounds more, four and four thousand, five thousand pounds more than Breaking Co., and I will get you five thousand pounds more than Reagan Co. So the question is, do you want to spend 500 pounds more to get an extra four and a half grand back? One of my favorite sayings in, in agency, Chris, is the cheapest agent is the agent that gets you the highest price. So there, you can't say, and this is independent proof, okay? Yeah. Because they're applying the same automated valuation model to that. Again, this is available for any estate agent using their insights platform. Yeah. Um, let's have a look, um, have, uh, let's have just have a, just pick up the, so these are the national figures. We'll just, um, Let's just whiz through and get those for you for um, for Wigan. Okay, hold on. There we go. So the agent that sells the house is the quickest. Yeah. So, um, sorry, hold on a second. Arnold and Phillips. But remember, I think Arnold and Phillips are the ones that actually put the prices on. So they're going to sell them quicker because they're more, a bit more realistic. Well done, Arnold Phillips. Mm -hmm. But remember, what did you sell it for? 201. 
whilst if you go and have a look at again just jump in anytime Ian, yeah that's 40 days to for a sale agreed yeah this is then the next graph here sells with the contract to completion is how long it takes to on average to get a property through your pipeline yeah and the best agent there is arnold phillips well done yeah. arnold phillips alan bats at 148 147 but they're all in very close proximity and then if you add the two together yes Arnold Phillips seem to be, if you want a quick sale, Arnold Phillips are your yeah. people. And then everything's in around that 180 mark. It's interesting, Ian, I'm, I'm sure you're aware, my daytime job is I ghostwrite articles on local property markets for agents. Yeah. And we, we did this exercise on 110 towns around the UK, how long it took from new instruction to completion. And everyone is within 170 to 190 across the whole of the country. There is, right. it's really tight. There's no one area that's really flying. They're very tight indeed. Um, should we have a quick look at the rental market before we yeah. go? Indeed. Okay. So um, open rent seem to have 10% of the market. Sapphire Homes seem to be the daddies here when it comes to the rental market here. Yeah. Well done, Sapphire Homes. Yeah, yeah, okay. Now remember, this is an indication of, remember, you're not going to put all your properties on the market depending on whether tenants are moving out or not. But it gives you a good indication of what size marketplace they have. Boren Shaw, let's have a look at you guys. Again, bumbling along. Northwoods, again. Winard and Brown. Okay, but again, that could have been just a... Uh, I don't think there's a student market in, in, in Wigan. I might... Um, apologies if, if there is and I've missed it. Breaking Co. Well done, Breaking Co. You seem to be growing your rental market or more seem to be leaving. K Lettings, Local Lettings, Lobster Lettings. Love that phrase, Lobster Lettings. And Regan and Haworth. So again, we can't say much on this because uh, the rental market's been all over the place, and you can't judge the rental market on listings at the moment because not many people have been yeah. moving. There's, um, there's one great opportunity with lettings at the moment, and it's all on. around knowledge. Know your customer. Identify in your town and location the prolific landlords that still wish to add to their portfolio identify of your landlords either your landlords or other agents landlords in your town those that are reluctant landlords and particularly those reluctant landlords with a buy to let mortgage that's due to expire and be proactive and then go and door knock them or phone them up or contact them have a look through your database first of all and say chris i know you're a reluctant landlord um i understand that your mortgage is going to your fixed rate mortgage is going to expire in so and so so and so time have you any idea what it's going to go up to? No, yes, no. Well, you might be able to help in that location. And then offer the service. Do you want me to rent out your reluctant property? To Sorry, do you want me to sell your reluctant um, investment property to a landlord that wants to buy it? And there's guild members all around the UK that are doing that, that are actually maintaining their portfolios because you're getting some whose portfolios are eroding. And when you're on fully managed, that's not great. Uh, but actually they're getting a sales invoice out of it and they're keeping a tenant happy and they're keeping their landlord portfolio happy. Absolutely bang on. And one thing that I, I teach my clients, because my job is I help letting agents attract landlords to letting agencies, is that if you go on company's house, you can actually search for properties of land of landlords because the landlord has what's called a SIC code, S-I-C code. And you can yes. search for people using SIC codes. And then from that, you could then go to the limited company. And if you go to company's house, there's a section which tells you where all the addresses of the rental properties are. Of the, so what you could then do is go and say and get a Spectre report and produce reports on their houses and then deliver them 
I mean, how good would it be? I know you've got a portfolio of 10 houses. Here's 10 reports. Awesome. You know, final thoughts, Ian, before we go. Week um, 28. Week 28, clear evidence the market's changing. The interest rates are going to be under pressure because inflation is being stubborn. Um, go old school. Some people will know what that means. Others won't. So to help those that actually don't know what old school is, greatest seller's motivation. Understand your buyer's wants and needs and then grade them in terms of capacity to actually do the deal. Prepare When you prepare the house for sale, prepare it for the conveyance. So think about getting it through right from the beginning, not just shifting, not just selling the property. As Ian White said, celebrate the right thing, celebrate the exchange, celebrate, celebrate the sale um, saving, you know, the fall through save. Negotiate difference in price, not price. So negotiate the margin and not the price. Um, do much more work on your chain activity. So that for me, the two focus areas are getting the right stock at the right price with the right fee and then preparing everything to get it through as quickly as you possibly can. Absolutely spot on. And, you know, just to add a little bit more to the to the price differential. If they're buying a three, if they're selling a three bedroom semi and buying a four bed detached house, go and find out what the gap was three years ago when the two years ago when prices are rocking and rolling and find out what the gap is now and say, actually, you, you know, if someone says, well, I need to, I want my price to go back up and you can say, actually the gap, the move is, it was a hundred grand. Now it's 80 grand. If you wait two years for house prices to go back up, it's going to cost you more in council tax, more in mortgage, more in this, more in this, more in this. And then it's going to cost you more in the mortgage because you're waiting for a gap that's 100 grand, not 80 grand. The philosophy of that of that is that no offer becomes a bad offer. Every offer is a good offer because what you lose on the swing is you gain on the roundabouts. That's a saying that I've delivered thousands of times in my career. And so long, and people say to me, what's my home worth? And I'd say, I genuinely don't care, Chris. So long as I get you moved to your dream home and the difference between the two is exactly what you wanted or less than I've done my job. And it stops all of the ego around price and starts to think about transactions. And one last piece of advice, sorry, I meant to say earlier, is um, back in the olden days, we used to build chains on a whiteboard. So we would put a house on the market and we'd say, who's going to buy it? And you'd say, and the team should know their buyers and know their sellers well enough to know exactly what it is that they are looking to deliver and that they're looking to achieve. Um, and... This and the negotiators in your team should actually make that happen. Don't just stick it on right move. Don't just stick it on on the market or Zoopla. Make things happen. Maybe we could have the return of hot boxes. Hey, that would be cool. If you are in your twenties and you have not heard what a hot box is, then go and talk to someone who is in their thirties and forties, or even slightly older. Those of us who are in our fifties. And find out what hot boxes are, because I'm going to tell you here and now, boys and girls of the state agency, that could be your golden weapon and your ticket to ensure that you earn the decent commission, your bosses keep the business rock and rolling, and more importantly, you get your clients moved. Because it's all very good putting stuff into CRMs, but it, they get lost. Hot boxes go old school. Ian, about the hot box. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ian, as always exceptional 
exceptional insight thank you very much i'd like to invite you back um towards the end of august if you don't mind because you do okay. exceptional value for money uh if you're an estate agent and you want to be part of an estate agents a gang of estate agents who kind of get it then uh, do consider the guild of property professionals There's only one agent per town and they do have some slots not many but I think coming together with a group of estate agents who are sharing the same fears and frustrations and the regional groups and the national stuff, what these guys do is amazing. I know you wasn't going to say no promos, but I think it's well deserved, Ian. Okay. Uh, hang in there, boys and girls. Don't be worried about house prices. Be worried about getting your fair share of the properties that are coming on the market. Get them sold and make your customers happy. Ian, thanks for your time today, and I'll see you soon. Take care. Cheers. Bye-bye. Oh, 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 oh,